Welcome back to what we do in the basement, basement dwellers. I fucked it up already. Welcome back to the basement, basement dwellers. Welcome back to what we do in the basement. I am your host and DM, Kevin Rambaran. I'm not going to cut that out. We're going to keep it. I am joined, as always, by Thomas Toll. Hello, I am coming to you this week from the retirement office. That's right. I have opted to retire the bit where I am in a different place each week. I think it was funny for a few weeks weeks uh it stopped being funny a long long time ago so um kevin i think prepared a brief retrospective just to remember some of the highlights and the lowlights yeah, from the bit uh, so we can edit I'll, that in I'll great edit um going forward i will discover a new bit that i will run into the ground um but i play a noose dweezel whose hug count has reached one <laughs> Love it. I am here with Luke Cecilon. Hi, folks. I'm Luke. I play Frank the Bloodpath Abomination. Uh, just the guy who's eager to, to spread the joy and knowledge of necromancy. Bring life back to this uh, living world. <laughs> I am here with Jesse Bergen. Hi, I play Old McGinty, a pastry chef with the passion of the crust. I am still going to be doing puns. I am committed to this bit. We are going to keep doing it. <laughs> Jesse's not going to the retirement office anytime soon. And my speculation is neither is my final guest, Natasha Durand. Playing Rail Nilo. And it's a new dawn. It's a new day. Is it a new life for me? I'm feeling good. I am <laughs> sticking that to the end. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah watch it. <laughs> yeah, in ten episodes, Tash will be so tired of trying to think of new songs to sing that <laughs> I fly to the campaign. Uh, no, uh, welcome so much, folks. Uh, welcome so much. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning welcome. back in. Welcome so much, folks. Wow, can you tell I'm excited to start our second arc? I am so like yeah, we had a very I've like missed... long hiatus of like about maybe a week, and it's really thrown yeah. us off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out taking one week off of recording, which is a normal amount of time for us, is too unpleasant for me. Um, but here we are, folks. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm just going to plug our social medias off the top again because I want to make sure that we get those in at WWDITB on everything. Or you can go to our subreddit, r slash what we do in the basement. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of that off the hop because sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I like to follow along on those things when I get the chance. Now, let's get started with a bit of a recap. So. Last session, our adventurers descended the steps into the dungeon of Aster Goldforth's Keep. You took Tonk with you and made him watch the stairs as you encountered an open cell and directly ahead, the staff of Idris being watched over by a golden dragon. Just past this frightening sight, you saw Aster and Ulwick Goldforth dragging the lifeless body of Lorenzo Pyre onto a raft. Frank mounted a noose, or Polly, the giant scorpion at the time, as Alador and his bandits ran in to save Lorenzo. Alador swung at the dragon only to discover that it was an illusion and left a direct path from you to the staff to the Goldforths. McGinty charged forward and fired a perfectly placed crossbow bolt at Aster, which killed the vile king in one blow. 
Everybody charged into battle. Ulwick launched a psychic attack on the giant scorpion and continued to fend off shots from the bandits. And then we got a hardcore anime moment where Frank rode in on a noose <laughs> and got just within range to strike. And he struck Ulwick with his chill touch in the form of an uppercut, causing this old man to cough out some syrup. The glowing staff let out blasts of disorienting energy and Alador ran in, drew more syrup from Ulwick, and then suddenly an arrow flew in from another area and struck him in the side. McGinty inspected the staff and discovered its psychic effects, but couldn't pry it from its mount, while Rael and the bandits landed some shots on Ulwick, who blasted Alador with poison. Anus started attacking the staff and the podium, and McGinty was dodging the same shots that Anus was making on the podium, while Frank spotted a cloaked figure with an emerald lion mask firing these arrows into the volley, uh, into, into the fray. Frank tossed acid at Ulwick as Anus broke the staff out from the podium and destroyed its disorienting effects. McGinty landed more shots on Ulwick and Rael, her resolve hardened by the unconscious body of Lorenzo nearby, fired a killing blow on the illusionist with an arrow to the eye. Everyone turned their attention to the person in the emerald lion mask who revealed themselves to be Felina, the old librarian. You placed yourselves between Lorenzo's body and Felina as Alador launched an attack and her poison-coated armor caused him to fall asleep. Frank decided to inflict wounds on her by doing a weird French knee finger thing and knocked her unconscious, but not before also causing Frank to fall asleep due to the poison on her armor as well. A noose morphed back to his half-elf form and brought Frank back up, and Alador was roused by his bandits, and then you encountered Cat. Cat explained that you needed to leave immediately and that they were sent from the Pale Hope. You shared some heartfelt goodbyes to Tonk before Cat led you out of the Goldforth's keep through the caves, and eventually you made your way to the surface in a back alley and up a ladder to a rooftop. You were greeted by a figure warming by a fire on the roof. Alador embraced this elven woman named Olivia, and Cat told you that tomorrow, Eldorok would need your help. And that's where we are now. So, you guys have all arrived on this rooftop, Cat starts ordering different people around. People are constantly running in and out of the entrance to the building. Lorenzo is immediately taken off to receive some medical care. Cat turns to you and says, Should we hold this prisoner and motions to Felita? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, I, I, I think I, I, I just want to warn you that this, this person may be more powerful than she appears. I know we've, we've, Weakened her for now, but I, I'm nervous around her. She she has some secrets within that I do not trust. Hey, everyone. We can go and get a bunch of sleepy time stories whenever we want now. Yeah! <laughs> the library's open for business. <laughs> As you guys say that, they drag <laughs> off Felina's wait, body. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, her, hold on, I wait. I want to ask her some questions. <laughs> Okay, Cat uh, looks to you and says, we will keep this prisoner inside. Uh, you're welcome to stay here for now. You need to rest, I assume. Um, we have beds, we have living quarters here for you if you want. Okay, but I just want, I want to talk to Lorenzo and I want to talk to Felina at some point. Do you uh, have any clerics with you that can compel truth? Um, I don't quite know. I, 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 we could, we could look through our ranks and see um quite at, at, at the moment it's just really important to us to make sure lorenzo's okay um and you can see cat looks kind of concerned and confused a little bit as to why you're distrusting lorenzo um and 
and says, but please, please, take what you need. I, we're more than willing to help. Clearly, you are friends of the Pale Hope. Um, the city guard is patrolling the streets. You know, you can see the giants have started to run amok given the news of the Goldforth's deaths. Some serious tension is building out there. And you can kind of look out in the city and you can see that, like, there's some civil unrest happening. It's not like a full-blown riot or anything like that, but things are um, getting a little chaotic out there. Um, uh, Kat, Kat says to you, would you like to spend with, spend the night with us? Well, that yes. that's very forward, but... Um, I'm yes, married. I mean, I don't, I'm married, so... I, I, um, <laughs> I, I don't have... <laughs> You know, a, a toothbrush or anything, but I, I would stay, yeah. Cat <laughs> says, uh, come with me, and motions inside, uh, and sort of, uh, you see, Al, you, you guys leave Alador on the rooftop with his bandits and Olivia. Frank's going to try to ask Cat a question. Uh, look, I, this may be a little behind the times, but I was too embarrassed to ask earlier. Now, is the Pale Hope Lorenzo, or is the Pale Hope like a, like a concept that we're agreeing to? I was never quite clear on that, and I just didn't want to ask, but I feel like it's gotten too long now. Cause we've been... so, as Frank is sort of saying this, you guys are walking inside, and, and Kat is showing you around. Uh, Kat, Kat says, we are we are all members of the Pale Hope. The Pale Hope is a cause, you know, the, the, the one hope amongst all the bloodshed that, 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 that seems to exist these days, that, that something good can come of that and that we will be able to see a better future for everybody here in our realm. Anus, Anus really perks up when he hears this. He's just kind of like, oh, yes, finally goodness will be brought to the world. Yeah. Um, you guys would also know, like, given given your history of, like, being at least aware of Lorenzo and what's going on, the Pale Hope is the movement that he has been leading and sort of been the figurehead of and uh, has been sort of the name and moniker that they've adopted since the Goldforth took so, over. So it's sort of this reactionary revolution. The red, the red uh, field and the white dot, that's their symbol, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, like a red, like just a small white dot in the middle of a red, uh, a middle of a red sort of rectangle. Um, as as they as they take you in, you can see some guards uh, on the on the. So this building's quite tall. It's about five floors up, and so on the fifth floor, you guys see some guards putting Felina into a cell, um, and uh, you can see some. Uh, there's like a medical section uh, section and room where it looks like they're sort of trying to make sure that Lorenzo's doing okay and kind of treat his wounds. Um, as well as some some seating areas with a couple of guards hanging around. On the floor below that, the, down to the fourth floor, uh, that's where Cat takes you next and sort of says, these are your quarters. And you can see there's sort of four individual rooms uh, with one. They, each room seems to just kind of like have like a cot and like a small desk in it. Is there set up like very like ragtag? Or is there like a style where you're like, oh, that, that's a pale hope hallway? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, like, how? What's their financing like? Like, what's their what's the sitch? Their aesthetic is not like it's so because this because this uh, group has existed only for the time that the Gold Force have taken over, which has only been about a calendar year. There's not like a defined clean aesthetic, and they don't have all this infrastructure. But they do look pretty well organized for a group of people uh, seeming to kind of patchworkly band together. Like they seem to have quite a lot of people helping out. Um, uh, there seems to be like. Uh, some decent organization, but it's not a. Um, it's not. For, it, it's not like it's, it's not for profit. <laughs> exactly. It's like they're built out yeah, like I a think, Winnipeg non for profit. I think Anus <laughs> asks 
cat if are there any working groups i might join and be a part of like a more specific niche of the pale hope where i could be most useful <laughs> um uh cat sort of puts uh, one of their hands on your shoulder and and says i admire your enthusiasm please um Please let us discuss this tomorrow. I really need to get you guys settled so that I can make sure Lorenzo's okay. Do you decide things by consensus, or is it more like a majority decision? Or worse, uh, just a few people who decide everything. I just find, like, with a lot of <laughs> grassroots organizations, uh, there are different methodologies, and some of them work better than others. I'm wondering also where you get your funding from, because sometimes that can <laughs> affect and sort of undermine the cause that you've started out with. Anus, you, well, you are you asking see, some very uh, good questions. I, I appreciate your queries. I think you all think we're a bit more institutionalized than we really are. And, like, sort of sort of indicates to some of the fact that, like, you can see the people that are coming and going and stuff like that. Nobody is in, like, a clear uniform. Some of them are, like, Alador's bandits. Some of them are random ragtag people from the city. But nobody, like, there's not, a, like, it doesn't look like these people are, like, that uh, that well constructed. So they're like, we make do with what we can. Our main goal was to topple the regime of the Goldforths, and it seems like things have started. Um, and Cat Cat kind of indicates the to the other large room on this floor uh, and says, uh, "These are your washing quarters," and kind of opens it up to like one large sort of shower area with like multiple kind of like uh, uh, like water water outlets. It just looks like kind of like a, a group shower. It's Is not this like a, building? Did it used like, to be like a YMCA or, or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kat says, well, you see, um, here's the thing. And uh, as as you guys are walking, Kat takes you to the third floor. And um, you can see on the third floor, it's built out like uh, almost like a working area. Like there's a, there's like a big desk in the center, paperwork all over it. You can see a, a, a couple of pieces of paper of significance. And then um, almost all of these boxes that look like they're filled with stuff that... that um, Everybody give me a perception check. Yes. Uh, very All bad, a five. A five Ten as well for McGinty. Frank's got a 15. He's keen on what that, those papers say. So, Frank, you would notice all these boxes and things around in this in this other room here. Uh, they they look like they might have belonged to Lorenzo's hideout. It looks like they might have like relocated all of that stuff out of there uh, when Lorenzo was taken or something. When you guys all originally landed, uh, went and found Lorenzo's hideout and looked at it through the mirror, it sort of looked almost ransacked. Um, you can see that like a lot of this stuff seems like it probably would have belonged there, and that it's sort of just like stacked to the side. Um, uh, and then the next floor down uh, opens up into this like uh, second level of a bar, and you can see downstairs there's a, a there's a tavern. Um, you, you guys are on this balcony level with uh, with like a couple of uh, living quarters uh, behind you, but you're looking out and uh, under the building, the base, the main floor of the building is a tavern. Um, and Cat looks at you and says, "This is the Rusted Gate. It is our." sort of base of operations the owner um mr ingot walter ingot is a uh, is a <laughs> interesting fellow but he certainly is supportive of the pale hope and more than happy to support our operations here under a bit of a uh, cloak and dagger type situation doesn't like to let people know what's going on on the upper floors um please by all means uh, the fourth floor is all yours for what you need um and and feel free to rest 
um, and we will be with you, uh, you know, in, in due time. And, um, and sort of uh, leads you up back to the fourth floor, shows you your quarters. And, I think Anus, uh, Anus asks, uh, before I go to bed, I could help with providing medical services for the people that have been injured. I, I have a lot of uh, healing abilities, especially right before sleep is a good time for me to use those <laughs> if they'd be in handy. Um, please, please, right this way. And you see, um, you see the cat sort of takes you upstairs to, to the medical area where Lorenzo's being held. Um, yeah. Um, just, to, just to jump back a bit to the boxes. So, does it look like that they were the ones that cleared it out themselves? Is that what you're like, sort, sort of implying? Of, yeah, like it looks like in the emergency where Lorenzo was snatched up, these people cleared out the hideout as quickly okay. as they could to get things out of there in case the gold forts got to the hideout gotcha. first okay. and found whatever he had been researching or looking at or things like that. Uh, so. Frank's going to sort that out to the team. Okay, You know, guys, remember a <laughs> floor back? I was thinking about it. I think those boxes were grabbed from that place where we had that moon locket. Do we still have that moon locket? Moon mirror? Moon locket. Yeah, that's the one, the moon mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the compact. The compact, yeah. It was a long time ago, but it just popped I'm, into my mind. Yeah, we definitely uh, do. I think we do still have it, yeah. I think Grail has it. <gasps> yeah, it, I do. If, if it worked for uh, Lorenzo's place, maybe there's some cool places here we could, uh, you know, snuff out. Snuff out? Hold on, I don't want to <laughs> start anything. Anus, when you get up to the medical tent, you can see there's a few people kind of working on patching up Lorenzo. It does look like he's being stabilized and that he might be okay. Uh, but if you if you want to try and lend a hand, you're more than welcome to do that. You can see one of the guards looks over to you and says, um, oh, oh, hello, sorry, I, are, are you? And you see Cat kind of like peeks over your shoulder and says like, he's okay. He says he can help. Um, he's like, uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, you can see here, you know, we've, we've got things stitched up. I think the holes are, you know, he might be okay, but... Um, but you know his breathing is still pretty heavy, and uh, you can see that Lorenzo looks okay, but pretty badly hurt. Let let me assist here, please, out of my way. <laughs> I, I sort of push my way through the crowd. Are there any um, are there any photographs of loved ones near his hospital bed? <laughs> I guess, um, or you, drawings you, of them? Do we have photographs? <laughs> <laughs> illustrations of loved ones? Uh, you, you, there's, because this isn't like, it clearly isn't like Lorenzo's quarters. This is like the medical tent. Um, like, no. Um, but, but you can see like, there's like all of the guards that are there uh, of, uh, uh, are like looking pretty like, sullen about the fact that Lorenzo's so hurt. You can see Kat's very concerned. This guy is, like, a big deal to everybody who is in this building. Um, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. And you... And, and, and Rail is crying in the corner. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, um, I, I say, please, uh, if you can turn your backs for a moment, I just need a minute of privacy with Lorenzo. I promise... I will help you. Uh, <laughs> the guards all like kind of like uh clamor together. Um uh oh, oh, uh oh, okay, and they sort of like turn away and like awkwardly start staring at the corners and stuff like that. Like do, then one of them's like, Do you need us to leave the room? No, or? just I, I think it would be better if you looked at him after and not during I do my healing procedure. 
oh, um, okay. And they all kind of just turn away and like they're standing in the vicinity of yeah. you. They can still hear you and stuff, but they're just so not a noose uh, climbs into bed with Lorenzo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of Riel arranges is so jealous. His... <laughs> <laughs> he, he arranges Lorenzo's body like the Pieta, like he's the Virgin Mary, and Lorenzo is. <laughs> oh. and we're recording on Easter, uh, so this really suits us. Um, so he, he sort of curls Lorenzo up on his lap, and then he gives him uh, 10 very solemn rhythmic slaps on the butt. Um, and as he's doing this, he just says, please keep your backs turned. I'm almost finished with him. Um, and Lorenzo kind of like straightens up, his posture improves, his color returns a little bit to his face. Um, and then a noose. You see, you see one guard was yeah, walking yeah. by and didn't like, like walked yeah, by the a doorway. noose just like, puts a though. finger to his <laughs> lips as that guy walks <laughs> Uh, and then he, he climbs out of bed and he does that thing in movies where someone's cold and he tucks the blanket in a little higher on Lorenzo. Um, sure. The surgical sure. blanket um, from the so I, I just did lay on hands for 10 HP. 10 HP, that's great. Thank you. So yeah, you can see that Lorenzo's breathing starts to stabilize a little bit. Um, Anus, please give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, a dirty 20. Dirty 20, Anus, um, as you're sort of climbing out of the bed and, like, you know, you're finishing up, you see um, in the back of, like, the crowd that was looking through the door and stuff like that, um, a young man who looks quite similar to you. He has a haircut that, like, strongly resembles a mushroom cut. Um, and he sort of has this gaunt expression sort of staring, like, he was really concerned about Lorenzo when he saw that that happened. Like, but then as soon as you guys lock eyes, he kind of, like, gets intimidated, and, like, you see he kind of, like, turns away and rushes off. Um, okay, what about the rest of you? What do um, you guys do? McGinty would like to talk to Olivia. Sure. I, I, I think, uh, it seems like they're they're on the roof still. Her and her and Alador they're are banging. hanging on the roof. Do you want to? Go I up? mean, I I can wait until they've reunited and when she's uh, when she's sure. free, McGinty will talk to her. Uh, Frank supports this because Frank okay. actually wants to chat with Alador as well. Okay, sure. I think sure. they've had enough time. Um, <laughs> it's been a few, a few minutes. Right, These two right. old men uh, just show say- up. Start clearing their throat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you love what's done. Well, Rael, do you know what what it is that you kind of are interested in figuring out at this point? Are you just trying to bed down? What are you trying um, to do? So yeah, she was going to uh, hang out, I guess, in her the quarters, whatever that they were given. Yeah. Um, and kind of passing the time and processing the most recent happenings as she's kind of like mm-hmm. casting dancing lights and they were taking the form of like two small figurine elves and they're like oh. dancing together and you kind of get the impression <laughs> that maybe it's Ray and Lorenzo but you don't really know for sure um anyway and then she's waiting until kind of like everybody goes to sleep kind of thing Oh yeah. Um, and then okay. when it's late enough, she's gonna kind of try and sneak to where Lorenzo is in the, I guess, hospital floor ward. Um, yeah. Over the course then, of the whole night, uh, each of us is gonna go like in his bed with him at some point. <laughs> there are two different handprints on his butt somehow. <laughs> it's from different characters. Okay. That's when Jesus spanked uh, you. Um. <laughs> 
But yeah, so she, <laughs> she goes into uh, the room where Lorenzo is, and then she walks up beside him. And is he conscious or no? Um. Uh. So is this like the middle of the night that you're trying to do yeah. this in? Um, in which case, temporally, let's just put a pause on that then. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to figure out what you guys are doing in your immediate evening before people are bedding down. Um, so we're going to say that you kind of spend some time figuring out your bearings. And probably, Rael would probably have gone upstairs to see what was happening to make sure that Lorenzo, like when Anus was helping. Um, and so we'll say that, like, uh, the first thing that happens when Anus mentions that he can, um, that he might be able to help, he gets rushed off upstairs. Perhaps you guys kind of generally just check out your quarters a little bit. You move upstairs. You guys see that Lorenzo is getting healed uh, and that Anus is doing that. Um, and then you, uh, Frank and uh, McGinty, maybe make their way up to the roof to let Alador know, hey, Lorenzo's going to be okay, um, which also will be like a nice way of opening the conversation. Um, and then, Rael, you 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 can kind of see that. You go back downstairs to like do your dancing lights, cantrips, and kind of be broody and sad. <laughs> um, As a teenager uh, does. Yeah, yeah exactly. 90 year old so, teenager. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we will. Um, 90s we'll kind of kids will get this right. And. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, up on the roof, you guys, uh, you guys uh, open up the, the door and you see that uh, uh, Alador is sort of just looking out at the city um, and uh, he's got his arm around uh, Olivia and um, they're just sort of looking out uh, as the fire sort of is just behind them a little bit. Um, that real fire or like metaphorical did. fire? Oh, there's, there's, no, there's like fire. A, there's a fire, there's a fire burning in like a, burning in like a small, uh, small okay. pit that they've made on the roof for like, for warmth and stuff up there. Uh, McGinty's just going to clear his throat politely. <clears throat> Alador sort of turns. And, oh, hello, hello. Um, um, I think I did not introduce you, did I? Hey, um, this is uh, this is uh, this is Olivia, and um, uh, she steps forward. Uh, she's very striking looking. Um, very like strong elven features. Very pointed ears. Very sharp features. And uh, she extends a hand out and says, "Hello, it's good to meet you." Yes, hi. Um, Giddy will will uh, stretch out his hand, shake her hand. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't mean to to interrupt you. I'm sure you're you're very happy to reunite. Uh, I just want to have a quick conversation and then I'll get out of your hair. I'd like to talk to Olivia. Um, oh, uh, certainly. Well, as they're doing that, Frank had his hand up, waiting for Alador's handshake. Still, Alador <laughs> <laughs> a- a- just slowly takes Frank off to the side, like grabs his arm and hand, and says, "Like, come with me, my friend," and like just sort of walks him over to the other side of the roof. Um, McGinty will sort of guide Olivia, sort of away, far as far away from Frank and Alador as he can, to like a corner <laughs> of the roof. Um, yeah, uh, I just happen to wonder. Um, if you and I don't have an in common. Uh, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out the envelope that Harriet found in the uh, saucy tart. And he opens the envelope and he holds out the small piece of black string uh, in front of like the fires of the city. Olivia looks at this and looks at it and says, this is uh, this, this is a symbol. It means something yes, to you. Uh, yes. We found this exact thing in your hideout after the bell tower attack my hideout yes well the pale hopes hideout in willowhelm oh 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 
Oh, and uh, you found a piece of string in the... I'm sorry, I don't... I just... I'm not yes. sure I understand. It was in an envelope. It, it was delivered there intentionally. Oh. Somebody delivered... Well, what, that seems a bit peculiar. I'm... I, I'm... I want to do an insight check on this. Sure. This Absolutely. Is... <laughs> yeah. Natural one and no <laughs> modifiers. Oh, God. <laughs> really yeah. needed this one to uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does it does seem like she genuinely has no okay. idea what you're talking yeah, about. She's, she's inscrutable. Um, she's 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 yeah. Um she's like I I'm sorry. I I just don't um I've not seen something like this before. Okay. I wish I could help you. I I want to be a uh any friend of Alador's is a friend of mine. Um Yeah, I just thought because you uh you know, you you're one of the the leaders of this organization, you might have been aware oh. <laughs> of this being delivered or I, seen it. I appreciate you lauding me with such accolades, but I really, uh, I'm really just here for Alador. I don't, um, I don't, these kind of battles are not mine to fight, if, uh, if I do say so myself. Well, um, I... and, uh, she, she sort of, like, puts her hand on your shoulder and says, I, I'm not of this plane. And, uh, oh. you see, you see, like, she, um, she sort of, like, puts her hand out in front of you and kind of, um, Almost, almost like the the air around her hand almost seems to like shift a little bit as she like kind of like almost is bending the reality of what you're looking at. And she says, "I'm I'm from the Fey. I don't uh, I don't belong on the material plane exactly. And so oh. these sort of trifles and troubles, um, though I can help, uh, I I am really here to support." Uh, my love, and she looks over at Alador, who's having a conversation with Frank, and we cut over to Frank and Alador. Uh, All right, I, I got two questions for you. I got a cool question and a and a technical question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you said you have a cool question and a tentacle question. Tentacle, and, yeah, yeah. And does that mean that the tentacle question is no. not going to be cool? Sorry, <laughs> uh, technical question. Oh, uh, not, I thought you said a tentacle. Uh, tentacle question. If I had a tentacle, tentacle question, I would ask you again. All right. Uh, yeah, Frank went. To, Alador uh, is so confused. Frank went to a tentacle college. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the cool question is: it's really about you and how cool you are. Uh, like, okay. Well, like back in that dungeon, you just like leaped at the dragon. Can you kill a dragon? If I'm being honest, I saw my friend was in trouble, and I thought I should do something about it, so I ran in there as quickly as I could. Well, that was very courageous. It impressed me a whole lot. Uh, oh, well, if, thank you, my friend. Uh, follow up, if if there was a dragon <laughs> attacking me, would you do the same thing? <laughs> you see Alador sort of smiles, puts his hand on your shoulder, and says... Of course, and he embraces you and gives you a big hug, uh, and uh, says, "Now, let us rest." And he sort of like starts to head head back in. Oh, and, but uh, I'll, I'll have my other question, oh, but that's okay. Oh, yes, no, no. He stops and turns around. Yes, sorry. What was that? All I right. thought we were going. Well, no, that was just the cool stuff. The oh. technical question. Now, this is a secret right. hideout, right? I. Uh, people just don't. <laughs> yes, it is a secret hideout. It's just. You see, you cannot just call it that. You have to, you can't just say, oh, this is a secret hideout. It just kind of takes away the mystique, you know? Well, what do you call it? Why, this is the, this is the rusted gate. Okay, well, does, does the rusted gate 
have like secret passageways. I assume you guys have cool ways of getting in and out in case something bad happens. <laughs> or something good happens. I don't know. Alador sort of like uh <laughs> he's confused because of all of like these very direct questions. He's like it's it's a bit odd to be this inquisitive this early on, don't you think, my friend? Maybe oh. you should. Uh, <laughs> that's what everyone tells me all the time. <laughs> that's very fair. So let me tell you this. I do not spend too much time in Eldorok anymore, but I am back here. And when I was here, we used different passageways to get throughout the city. You know, we just came up through one. Yes? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and he says... I need to get some rest. I enjoy your tentacle technical questions, but I do need to go. And he sort of like uh, starts walking back inside. <laughs> um, um, while I'm talking to Olivia, I'm going to pull out the piece of parchment with the Fey symbol drawn. Now sure, that I know she's sure. from the Feywild. Uh, sorry, sorry, dear. Uh, one more question for you. Uh, do you recognize or know anything about this symbol? You see that she looks at it and says, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I know that all too well. And uh, you see she sort of looks at Alador, who uh, it looks like they were maybe discussing this, but prior to you guys coming up and interrupting them, um, and says, there's a lot to explain about the Feywild and where I come from and about Alador and I's uh, connection. However, I I must say, um, steer clear of this if you see it. what does it mean? That is the symbol of the Wild Dawn. They are an army of sorts led by my, well, my betrothed, the scorned prince. Oh, boy. Okay. You, you see, she's sort of like trying to explain a little bit, and Alador kind of walks over and says, um, let's just say that perhaps people don't like it when members of the Feywild start to venture out into other planes of existence. I'd rather not explain too much right now as it's time for bed. I understand. Let me just tell you that it doesn't look like the attack we suffered at the hands of the Wild Dawn is the last one we'll be seeing. Yeah, I understand. I understand. When, When Harry and I first started going steady... Uh, people in her life weren't too keen on me either, so uh, I get it. But love is love, right? Yes. Love is love. And um, he sort of uh, guides Olivia down the steps and inside. Officially, um, <sighs> like, three of them are kind of talking, and, like, <laughs> just, like, a meters away is Frank standing by himself, right? Silhouetted I, by I the assumed... flames of the city. <laughs> I assumed Frank was also, like, moving towards no. the conversation, but fair enough. He's oh, like dude. a little circle, and he's sort of on the outside, and he's trying to, like, get into the circle, but they keep closing. <laughs> Lucas Lucas decided that if he doesn't directly dictate that Frank moves in any space, then Frank is standing salt, like, just, like, yeah. isolated alone. He's still two towns back, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I never said he went to Elder. Uh, <laughs> then who's this Frank? <laughs> I think a noose, if, if a noose can have another second, he's going to uh, try to kind of unobtrusively follow this uh, bowl-cutted man who he saw. Right. Um, give me a investigation check. Um, uh, 17. 
you saw that when um, this this like young man who looked uh, somewhat like you, he seems to go uh, when when he like walked away from the uh, the crowd there. He he walked into just across the across the same level like the same floor into the uh, like the prison keep and was and is sort of sitting uh, inside just. So inside that room, there's a cell within that room um, where Felina's being kept. And he's sort of sta- sitting guard or watching, staring at something that he's got in front of him a- at the table, but hes you can't see what it is. Okay, I think Anus is going to attempt to walk in as though he's just going about his business. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he does this, he's written... He tore out a sheet from his book of holy teachings, uh, and he wrote his room number on it. Um, and so he is going to uh, try to walk by and casually drop this page uh, near this guy and then sort of leave the room without making a scene. Just for the record, the page is a bunch of like cursive writing that says, I will keep myself clean over and over. That's oh. the holy teachings, but then the room number's on the back. I see, I see, I see. Frank might try to sneak in to see Lorenzo. If- sure. <laughs> I also want to say McGinty is also going to sneak up to see Lorenzo when no one Let else me have my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Frank has a real purpose. He wants to be kind of like subtle about it. He doesn't really want anyone noticing. Sure. So we'll say like kind of as people are bedding down, it hasn't like quite happened yet. Like maybe the rest of the party is getting ready for bed and Frank uh, zips up quickly to kind of take a look. And Frank does that like arm extension yawn. They're like, oh, so, so tired. <laughs> One guard that's like sitting up in that area is like, okay, man, cool. Go to bed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's like just like playing some simple like he's just throwing a ball into like a, a cup on the table. Uh, playing meat pong. <laughs> uh, does Frank need to? Uh, if he tries to walk into like a Lorenzo's medical room, are they gonna talk to him? Stop him? Uh, uh, no, no. It looks like everybody there like trusts everyone who's around. Like um, you know, there's people around, but it seems like everybody's like if you're in, you're in, kind of. Cool. Uh, Frankie is going to get inside, uh, and he's going to try to examine the arms of Lorenzo. He's going to, like, lift up whatever sleeves he's got, if he has any sleeves. <laughs> I see. I see what's uh, going on here. Uh, he's going to guess do uh, investigation yeah. with a solid two. Right, and uh, Frank, Fra- Frank's Frank, looking what are you for a, looking yeah. for a rice tattoo that he suspects yeah. might yeah. lead him uh, yeah. to the top. He's worried about that. Yeah, so he's looking for a rice tattoo. Um, you don't, you you don't see Lorenzo. Lorenzo has um, some tattoos on his body um, that seem to be uh, written like like. There's some there's some distinguishing characteristics. All of them, all, all of his tattoos, I will say, are above uh, like the shoulder, like um, above the. They're near like the the above oh, the elbow. Bicep. Uh, they could be they could be covered with a t-shirt for example a modern t-shirt uh and so that you see some sort of uh markings and things like that although nothing that seems to resemble the spice tattoo uh the spice rice tattoo that you had seen on the uh on the merchant before damn it he's he's not part of the rice cult he's part of like at least 10 other cults there's like a lentil tattoo a bean tattoo <laughs> but yeah, no yeah. rice tattoo <laughs> no rice tattoo yeah it's a whole paella, but, but it's missing one ingredient. This is almost more suspicious. 
So that's that. So Frank joins joins back downstairs. Yeah, as I dropped the note, was I able to get a glimpse at the thing on the table or anything? Like, Give me a uh, perception check. Uh, 13. 13? Uh, not quite. It's a small, it's a small, looks like a small piece of paper. You can't really see what it is that he's looking at. Um, okay. It just seems to have some sort of like, uh, it doesn't look like it's writing. It looks like it's like a, a picture of some kind, but you can't tell what it's of exactly. And the person's not, okay. they're not like, it's quite close to their, their chest. Sort of. Sure. Um, so I think a new, a noose as he leaves that room and will head to bed, uh, will sort of give a meaningful look at this guy uh, and maybe flip his now kind of emo <laughs> cut bowl cut hair and and just give him a look and then and then walk away sure sure wonderful um okay okay do you guys talk amongst yourselves at all before you bed down uh guys i, I think we make a pretty good team uh to asleep already a noose follows frank into frank's room thinking they're gonna share <laughs> Oh, a new side. Sorry, is is this your room? Um, I I assumed uh, there's a space under the bed where I can sleep. <laughs> oh, I I thought they gave us each each our own room. But if uh, you're more comfortable on the ground beneath me, then by all means. Well, I look. I already dropped. It's complicated. I was gonna ask, I have I was someone gonna ask you. Me here. Did you did you did you give him that room or did you? Yes, give him I thought. I uh, look. It was a misunderstanding, totally but I thought. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I have to. I mean, you could stay in another room. I guess there's nothing stopping that. But I need this room. Poor Rael just like keeps trying to sneak out, but sees one of us like doing something. He's getting so yeah, frustrated so, like, with us. It seemed. It seemed like things were getting quiet, Rael, and then all of a sudden you hear a noose, like a noose and Frank, like opening the door and trying to decide who should leave the room and stuff, and you just kind of go back in. <laughs> uh, look, look, a noose. I, I'm a fair guy. Uh, how about we flip for it? Oh my god. Uh, no, I really need this room because of something I set up earlier. Uh, I'd rather it wasn't a game of chance. Is there a way you could just do me a solid? You know what? You let me ride you to battle. That's as solid as it, as it gets. You okay. get the room. Wait. As Raelle's opening her door, she just hears you let me ride you to battle. That's as solid as it gets. And she just closes her door again. Uh, one last McGinty thing. Sorry, Raelle, Tash. Uh, he's just going to take a strand of his hair, of his beard hair, and he's just going to put it in his room. He's going to shut the door and just put it. Uh, he's going to lick it and put it in the between his door and the, and the door frame. So he knows if anyone's been in his room. And then he'll sure. go to sleep. Old trick. Yeah. For a thousand <laughs> years. <laughs> McGinty dies. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, Rael, uh, you, you you need less time to sleep than everybody else, is that correct? Yeah, only four hours. That's right. So I think we'll 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 say that you're using this time to capitalize. Um, people have bedded down, they started to sleep. Just so that you know, everybody's going to be getting the benefits of a long rest. Uh, so you can apply those to your characters uh, as need be. Rael, um, you you decide to 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 check in on Lorenzo. Um, you uh, w- what is it that you'd like to do to to like um, you know where he is? Nobody's gonna like it. Does you don't get the sense that people are gonna be like, hey, you can't come in here or anything. Like you could walk up there if, on, at your own if you'd like. Um, yeah. You know. So hey, hey everybody, alert, I'm back. I'm I'm still here playing. Just by the way, <laughs> just so you know. Um, 
Anyway, I open the door uh, after four times after they've decided uh, their little game of trying to pick a room. Uh, Finally, everybody's gone. The coast is clear. Um, So Rael decides to kind of slink up to where Lorenzo is in his room um, and enters the room. And uh, is the guard asleep, awake? Uh, there's, there's a guard sitting at the, at the table there. The same guy who was there when Frank said he was really tired. Um, you can see he's still kind of just doing his own thing, throwing a ball in a cup. Um, (laughs) and he kind of like nods at you as you, as you, are you trying to inconspicuously go into the room or are you? No, not really. I'm I'm being quiet out of, I guess, respect for everybody, but. But you don't mind if this guy sees you going in? No, not at all. But, um, I see that he's there and I, uh, nod. To him, and then ask, uh, "Would it be okay if uh, I could get just a couple minutes privacy? I won't be very long, I promise." Sure, sure. And you see the guy like sort of turns away. He's not in the room with Lorenzo. He's just sort of near the door, so okay. he just kind of like shuffles away and, and is like, "Yeah, yeah, fair enough." Okay. Um, and and like gives you room to go in. Yeah. Then uh, she turns to Lorenzo, and then um, I'm gonna make this cannon turn off Trinity. So nobody can read my thoughts. Nobody can pry in on this moment. (laughs) (laughs) True unity is not like a thing where it's a constant, like people can't just like, you guys can't tap into each other's thoughts. It's like you guys sending texts essentially to each other. Like you guys have to intentionally send it. So nobody can tap into your thoughts no matter what. Don't worry. Frank is always open all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She's putting it on do not disturb, I think. So she won't get notified if we send her anything. Oh, I see. I'm not being disturbed. This is a a special moment. Um, So then she looks at... (laughs) That sounded a lot worse than I intended. But anyway, uh, she looks at Lorenzo for a little while, who I'm assuming is either unconscious or sleeping at this moment. He's, He's asleep now. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so uh, just looks at him for a while and kind of then starts speaking to him softly. It's like, in all my time in the surface world, I've been exiled, abandoned, betrayed, and I barely know you, um, but yet eh, there's something about you that's very reminiscent and comfortable and... I just, I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I don't know. And then she takes uh, her short sword um, and cuts her hand until it bleeds and cuts it a little too hard and she's, ouch, oh, oh God, this is bleeding a little bit more than I anticipated. But (laughs) anyway, she explains that um, in my culture, uh, (laughs) when someone is important they show it by giving them their blood and so i'm giving this to you and then she goes to um place her hand on his chest where his heart is and then um but because her hand is bleeding too much it gets some on his face and he's oh god and then starts like rubbing it and then there's just getting blood everywhere and just like oh my god oh my god um and then whatever and then she just leans slowly in as if she's going to give him a kiss and um in this commotion is he like just waking up a little bit like uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say I, was, yeah, I think you're wiping this blood and if lorenzo is sort of slightly roused um he's he's still kind of out of it a little bit yeah. uh so he's like uh, uh, what, what, what? 
And, uh, and, and like, before he can say anything, she yeah. headbutts him really hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and knocks him I out. <laughs> the security oh. on Lorenzo is really bad. They just let oh. anyone spread blood on him and <laughs> knock him out. Sure, sure. Anyway, um, and then after that moment, she freaks out, and then she runs away, and then she... Goes back to her room, but then bursts into Frank's room and just starts crying. <laughs> and be like, what did I do? Oh my God, you don't even know. He see- Frank sees Rael just blood all over her. <laughs> uh, can, can I ask you, do you, what color blood do you have? Is it red? Uh, yeah, or? I'm going to say it's red. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, holy shit. So, um, <laughs> let's play this out. Okay. What does Frank do? Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on just a moment. So, Rael, you went into the, uh, can you just give me a, st- uh, a stealth check? Uh, I want to see if you've caused enough commotion to, ra- like, to, 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 to spur the curiosity of the guard who's just chilling outside. Sure. Because if you're making a bunch of noise and there's a bunch of blood as you leave, there's a possibility that, because uh, you did not explain anything to this guy. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Because it went super bad. Should you, yep. should you roll for damage on your hand? Did you like? Um, if you, uh, uh, yeah, you know what, uh, Rail, roll me a d6 for your hand. Okay. Uh, oh my God. To see it's how much blood is coming out. You know you can't. I mean, that like, was a voluntary choice to cut yourself really badly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I should have. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's a one, so. Yeah, so that's there you go. So you take you, you take a uh, you take some damage, um, but yeah, roll me a stealth check. Uh, I just want to see because uh, you didn't. You obviously you're not trying to explain to the guy what happened. Um, he just kind of sees you like bloodily run out of the door and is like, what? So yeah. Yeah, it went bad. Oh, yeah. Um, so ten. <laughs> 10. Okay, so he's a bit confused. Not like, not, he's gonna see what happened after, but he's not like, he's not like rushing you and stopping you or anything like that. Like, he sees you run off and is like, okay. Um, this guy's uh, job. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine yeah. Lorenzo uh, like so, has groupies. Like, he has a bunch of people that are interested in him. So it's like not that weird. Yeah. It's There's not, already a yeah. bunch of blood smeared on him from other girls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, so Frank, what happens? You know, Rail bursts into your room. She's like, just immediately starts crying. Oh, shit. Um, Am I in the wrong room again? (laughs) I I, I thought I had this sorted out. (laughs) Uh, Do you say anything to Rail? Like, what's going on? Is Rail crying? Yes. Yeah, I am. Okay, so you're crying and bleeding. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 honey, honey, uh, sit down. Let me fix you, uh, some tea. I can make tea with spices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just made a fool of myself from Lorenzo. I just don't know. What, I've never done anything like this before. Maybe I should have went to McGinty. He's married. He knows relationships, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably, uh, but... <laughs> I mean, Frank was but... married, too. <laughs> Frank, you know what? I was married. I do know how this works. Oh, were you? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? I, uh, you know, I get it. It's, it can be hard. Uh, you give your whole heart to something, and then it's gone one point, and yeah, all you would do is want it back. Uh, well, well, tell me, well, what did Lorenzo say when, when you uh, shared your feelings? Uh, he started to wake up, and then I headbutt him, as is custom <laughs> in my culture. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, uh, you know, actually, this is a great learning opportunity. 
Uh, up here on the surface, if this, you like someone, we normally don't headbutt them. What? Then what do you do? Well, oh, um, do you like do a, a, a mating dance kind of thing? Like, like, the, like uh, the feathered bird creatures you have up here? No, Is that what you do? We'll, we'll leave that to the fancy animals. But uh, for us, uh, well, there's a number of things you can do. You, you, if you want, you could, uh, you could give them flowers, let them know kind of how you feel. Uh, oh. You could, you can write them some poetry. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> sure. You, you, you can, you can ask them to uh, a movie. That's, uh, a movie. A, play? a movie. What? A full what play. Is that? You can, you can ask them to a play. <laughs> There's plays everywhere all the time. Many, many opportunities to see. A movie's like a tableau where they walk around. <laughs> a movie is like a bunch of plays firing every microsecond. <laughs> do, do you do you love him, Rael? I I don't know. I've never felt anything like this before. I it's very strange. You see the the guard from upstairs sort of uh, comes comes down. The, like he, he sort of like knocks on the door because he can see like the blood on the floor and the blood on right. the door right. and he's like he like knocks sort of like lightly and it's like um just uh, excuse me uh it sort of like creaks it open he's like can I just talk to you for like a quick second or um because uh I I think everything's okay up there but there's a lot of blood are you okay Lorenzo seems uh, fine does, sorry just real quick does a noose hear this guy coming. <laughs> Yeah, give me a perception check. Okay. Because um, Anus is awake, waiting for yeah. this boy, yes. right? Thirteen. Yeah. So I think Anus, you hear, you hear this guard coming down and doing that. <laughs> so if possible, then yeah. Kevin, I would yeah. like to attempt to step out of my room and pull the guard into my room, <laughs> thinking that it's the boy. Correct. Oh. <laughs> Wow, this oh, is a real no. Faulty Towers sort of versical uh, <laughs> episode. This is great. Yeah, no kidding. So, so, <laughs> uh, give me a, um, I mean, shit, no, I think that probably just works. I mean, the guy's not expecting it at all. So, uh, noose like, opens his door and just grabs this guard and pulls him in in the middle of being like, are you okay? Is there, oh, oh! And, like, he just gets pulled into the room. He's like, hey, hey! And he, like, uh, immediately starts to fight. Uh, Anus, give me an opposed strength check. Okay. Uh, ten. Um, and this guy got a fourteen. So he sort of wrestles free and kind of, like, shakes you off and is like what is your problem man hey and he like sort of like pulls uh he's like holding his spear at you oh, mcginty uh, in the next room over is gonna hear the scuffle of him being pulled and he's gonna in the room next and he's gonna reach under his pillow and grab one of his uh baking knives and wake up sure sure <laughs> so mcginty's just wide awake sitting yeah there holding a knife that. listening to the next room <laughs> You could hear you could hear Rael crying in the next room. No, I was thinking now. that he was next to a noose and he heard like the guard being pulled in. Oh sure, and he's that worried works. about yeah, a noose. And you hear this, like weird shuffle. <laughs> I know I, I have dark vision. Can I see the guard now? Do I see yeah, that totally. it's not the you guy? You see, this is okay. not the guy you're looking for. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you were someone else. I'm so sorry. Uh. Oh. 
uh, okay, you guys are, you guys are fucking weird, he says, and like opens the door, sort of like backs out slowly, closes McGinty it. is going to open his door and see uh, a trail <laughs> of blood leading to Rael's room and this guard sneaking towards it. Right, and McGinty, you also notice as you open your door, you see a boy who looks quite a lot yeah. like a noose, a young man who looks like a noose, standing like uh, at the stairs, kind of looking down as if he was about to come down to the floor. But he sees all the blood, and he sees uh, <laughs> uh, you peeking out, and it's like, oh, and he sees the guard standing there, and he's like, oh, is everything okay? McGinty's going to run up behind the guard and grab and put a knife to his throat. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and you see the girl's like, hey, 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 hey. Um, what did you do to Frank? I, I see the blood on his door. Oh. What's going on? Um, and and you see that um, the, the young the young man uh, uh, resembling a noose kind of steps down and say, whoa, uh, um, uh, hey, I don't think you should do that. And, a noose, um, did you look through the magic eye box? You look slightly different. <laughs> Hearing the commotion outside, Rail opens the door fully, like with a sword drawn. It's like, what is all this commotion? <laughs> the guard is like, the guard has his hands up like this. And you're covered in blood, right, Rail? Yeah, I am. <laughs> what did you? What did you do to my friend? Uh, Frank uh, pulls up and he's got like his hands full of tea that he just made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank has recently made tea. Um, there's still a tea bag hanging off of one of his hands. is uh, 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 gonna toss his second knife to the boy. A noose, arm yourself. Uh, we can't whoa, trust whoa. any of them. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey now, I, 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 I think it's important that you put that guy down, please. You want me to put him down? <laughs> What? Anus, are you still in your room? Yeah. <laughs> Rael is like Trinity, the noose who she thinks is a noose, but it's this strange guy that we don't know. Yeah. And he's like, Anus, what are you doing? I thought you were on her team. And like, no Anus response. is sitting on his bed and hears this and is like, oh, I thought I was too. <laughs> I can't get through to him. Um, uh, he must have uh, some, someone must have put a psychic block on him. Yeah. <laughs> he. You see, you see this figure looks at you and says, I don't know why you all keep mispronouncing my name. My name is Enos, and I am <laughs> We've been mispronouncing Anus's name this whole time? God, that's who, terrible. Who is Anus? I, and, and you see, he, he, think... he's like, please unhand my friend. Uh, and he, like, looks at... Uh, and, and you can see it was sort of tough for him to kind of, like, muster up this, like thing but he's like kind of putting on like a brave face uh and he's like please let him go real um, real did he attack you uh no <laughs> <laughs> mcgideon and hands the guard oh uh uh you guys need to like chill out okay everybody here is freaking out all the time i get it we're all high strung. Lorenzo is fine. I just came down here to make sure she was okay. And he like points at Rael. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I just need to wrap my hand up, but I don't know if my pride will ever heal. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guard's like... Rael's oh, okay, emotional hit points are at zero. <laughs> oh, EP... Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, Frank hears that, and he uh, he starts talking. Ah, uh, Rail, don't worry, I got a plan. I'm gonna help you out. We are gonna Cyrano to Bergerac this. It's a great, it's a great play. 
Uh, I'll be Cyrano. You'll be whoever he talks to. I don't remember that guy's name. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the guard's like, guys, I think it's time for us to just go to bed, right? Yeah. Like, a noose. Enos. Come here. Uh, Enos sort of walks over slowly and is like... I, I just want to do another perception check now that they're saying my name and stuff. I, do I, I, think, I think I mean, I think you could for sure hear them. I yeah, mean, they okay. also said these things in true unity. Yeah, you can absolutely right. come out. So I'll, I'll, I'll also emerge and, and look yeah, at what's sure. happening. McGinty looks so, at both of them and goes, What's going on here? <laughs> There's two of you. Enos, Enos sort of like looks at Anus and, and uh, is kind of confused and... Um, uh, like you guys see that they look similar. They don't look like twins. Um, they just look like very similar. Like they sort of have a very similar. They were like their body types are similar. Their hair is similar. Their clothing is, um, of similar ilk. But they're not. Uh, they don't look like. Uh, they look like they could be like brothers or cousins, but not necessarily like. Do they do that be, mirror like thing, where like no. they start moving at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> they put their hands uh, uh, up together he, and they touch hands. Uh, uh, it's he, like the love scene in Avatar where the, oh they like twist the their brain. bodies together. <laughs> their mushroom cuts intertwine. Um, Are you some sort uh, of doppelganger trying to impersonate a noose here? Do, do you know mother? And you see as soon as you say that, the kid's face kind of like drops and is like, yes? Do you know mother? Okay, I don't want to be I involved know. in this weird mother thing. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, it's been a long night. Night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Get you close back. Rayo goes to her own room. <laughs> the guard is standing there and is like, um, okay, everyone just like kind of goes back to their bed and Noose and Enos are standing there and a guard's like, I have a job to do and sort of like backs away back up the stairs uh, and Enos sort of looks at you and says, I... I haven't met anyone else before. N- neither have I. I. I knew that Mother was powerful and all-reaching and all-seeing, but I, I until now was the only one. Yes. Um. Um. Should we perhaps talk in your private quarters? Yes. Please come in. Sure. Um. Uh, as you guys are all going to bed, since you all decided to stir your lives up, can everybody just uh, please roll me a perception check? A uh, natural one. McGinty is asleep. He's never slept better. <laughs> he's completely out. Frankie has an eight, and he's focused on that tea. He made it. He's gonna damn it, drink it. <laughs> Anu's got a nine. And Rail got a 15. She's oh. having a very restless trance right now. Sure, sure. Um, Makes her more Rael, aware. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you would hear um, what sounds like some uh, like conversation and commotion coming from downstairs. Um, uh, and, like in the and, tavern? And yeah, it doesn't sound like... So the tavern is closed. Uh, there have there was no patrons in there. It was so late when you guys arrived that things have all been shuttered. So when you, you're hearing something, it is unnatural. It sounds like uh, people having a conversation of some kind downstairs, but you don't you don't know who it is or what, and it's quite quite far away, given that you're you know a couple floors up. But you you detect sort of uh, a bit of uh, a bit of movement and, and conversation downstairs. Um, a noose, a noose. You you bring you bring Enos into your room, uh, and uh, 
moment, he sort of like looks around and doesn't, he sort of doesn't really know what to do with himself. And he's like, uh, hello. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, have you, have you seen mother recently or? Um, no, not, not for a couple of years other than of course, when I speak to her and, and pray and I know she sees me. Yes. Um, and I, I know that. Watching. I, I am a bad boy. Are you a, a, a bad boy, too? I am a very, very bad boy. Wow. <laughs> it's so nice to, to meet a, fe- a fellow bad, bad boy. And have you done any good recently? I, um, I'm doing my best. I believe that the Pale Hope has, has given me the opportunity to do, to do good sometimes. Um, yes. I'm trying not to be a bad boy, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yes, I, I, I too have been seeking a, a good project, something that I can do in this world to, to show Mother that I am, I am worthy of her. Do, do you think that this place might be that place? I, 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 I do hope so myself. I, 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 um, I helped a small, a small family get, get themselves sorted out and, and, and out of the city recently, and they got to refuge and they thanked me deeply, and I think I was doing good. Um, but I don't know. It is tough to say. I haven't, um, I haven't seen Mother in quite some time myself. Yes, she, um, she has a way of disappearing on you. Are there others like us? I don't know. You're the first I've ever seen. Uh, the first other bad boy that I've met. Wow, yes. I, I would have thought more bad boys would be out there. Um, I, who knows? And we would learn what they were going to do <laughs> when they come for you. <laughs> come for me, he said. I just mean you in the kind of... <laughs> General right, sense. Right, yes, when the bad boys come. Yes, well look, um are are you a are you a fighter? Are you are you uh capable of, of combat? Oh of of course I, I don't you know, I am I am slightly averse to some of the violence, but I do believe that um, you know, when you are defending what's right you have to do the right thing, and sometimes the right thing requires being a bad boy a little bit too. I, I would I would like you to join us, or at least to talk further. Uh, perhaps we can take our ablutions tomorrow together in the group shower. I would like that, he says. And then he says, uh, you see, he kind of like looks out the window and realizes how dark it is outside and says, now I, I must get back to, to my, my duties as I don't want to be considered a bad boy uh, any more than I have been today. Um, and sort of, he starts to back out of the room and, and um, shares like a knowing glance with you and, and sort of goes back up the stairs and leaves. Um, Rail, do you do anything about hearing that noise or are you just um, chilling? Yeah, no, I come out of my trance and um, I announce over to Unity being like, hey, there's some strange voices downstairs. I'm going to go check it out. Join me if you want, but I'm going. Sure. Um, uh, does anybody clock that? Does anybody? I think uh, I'll say this. I think that everybody who rolled under a 10 with their perception for sure isn't waking up, which I think is everybody. <laughs> um, so uh, no matter what the true Unity says, I think is- that... Uh, it doesn't did I, matter. It lands. Did I take it off? Like, did I turn this thing back on again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't tell whether or not you've turned it on or off. Do not All right. Disturb. Well, whatever. I'm, I guess I'm going to stealth downstairs then to try and get closer and see who's 
down there talking, I guess, and wrestling. Sure, sure. So you descend one floor. Uh, the the third floor just looks to be pretty empty. There's no one there really. Uh, there's just the tables with some papers on them and uh, those boxes. Do you mm-hmm. go down to the next floor to see what's going on in the bar? Well, can I hear anything any better or no? Sure, okay. sure. Uh, roll me, roll me a perception check with advantage. Uh, Thirteen only. Thirteen, um, it just sounds like um, there's maybe two voices that you can hear clearly. Let's go one more floor. Let's see what I can get. Sure, sure. Um, so you 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 go down to the, uh, the next floor and, and sort of look over the, the balcony that's looking down into the tavern. Mm-hmm. And you can see um, at the doorway, it looks like the proprietor of this establishment, who none of you have met yet, um, there's this, this short, uh, short sort of stout halfling um, man is standing at the doorway uh, and, and talking uh, with what looks like uh, some city guards. Um, you can see he's... he's just, uh, it looks like he's sort of trying to smooth things over a little bit. You listen closely and you hear him be like, well, no, pretty average night until things got a little crazy out in the town center, so, uh, nothing to, nothing to report here. We shut things down as soon as stuff got kind of intense. And, um, the guard's like, well, if that's so, that's so. I got reports of some disturbances in the area. I was wanting to make sure things were okay. And he's like, yeah, no, uh, everything seems fine here. Thanks for checking in, though. Always helps. <laughs> and uh, the, the guard says, thank you very much for your assistance, Walter. And, like, walks away uh, with his sort of group of guards. Um, yeah. Can I do a perception check on... Walter, uh, I guess, see if I can actually really tell what his alliances are. Uh, sure, that would that would be more like an inside check, but I'll say this. When, when, when Walter closes the door after the guards leave, you see he looks like pretty relieved that he got rid of them. Okay. Um, like locks the door, latches it, puts like, puts something in front of it to kind of really block it up and uh, starts, starts kind of, uh, starts kind of like finishing, uh, tidying up and, and getting his stuff together. Um, I'm gonna kind of talk to Walter from the rafters, sure. though. Be like, sure. <laughs> Walter? Oh. Walter, is ah, it? What? What? And you see he, like, looks up uh, and uh, <laughs> can't quite see you that clearly. He's like, who, who is who is that? What? What the hell? Who? Hello? Hello? Hey, uh, I'm Rael. Nice to meet you. New in town. Uh, I take it you're the proprietor of this uh, establishment? Uh, yeah, this is this is my place. You must be with the with the with the people who came in here with Loretta. Sorry, can you come down here? It's really tough to see you up there. It's quite dark. Uh, fine. And then she goes down. <laughs> sure. You see, level. as uh, as soon as you sort of like start to get illuminated, you see he kind of like takes a step back and and like kind of gets a little afraid. Um, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody told me. Um, and I was like, whoa, 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 what? Choose your next words carefully, sir. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, I'm not used to having. Uh, <laughs> As I'm covered in blood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under- <laughs> uh, listen, if you're here for anything, um, and you can see he's sort of like, like looking around, like pretty nervously, like he's, he's thinking about like causing a commotion or something. Um, He's like pretty, pretty afraid of, uh, pretty afraid of you. Um, and he's like, 
look, I just I'm trying to help. Uh, if 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 you want if you wanna if you wanna uh, get to get to Lorenzo, I guess uh, I don't I don't know where he is. Okay, I don't know anything like that. And oh. uh, and I've uh, I don't um and he's like sort of grabbing around and stuff, looking for like a, a makeshift weapon or something. He's pretty yeah. scared. And she like is just super confused and can't understand like why he's reacting like this. And then she goes out to like be like whoa hold like puts her hands out kind of like hold on and then sees the blood on her like oh oh right um yeah no sorry a uh, little bit of uh confusion i'm i'm good i swear uh me and my friends we we're the ones that kind of like took down the gold forts and uh cat catty kit cat cat she led us here so sorry we're yeah sorry miss big miscommunication I'm good. You good. Huh? Thumbs uh, up. <laughs> Two thumbs uh, up. <laughs> um, that, uh, oh, uh, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> yeah. It's a whopping four. Um, that, uh, he, he's like, uh, listen, I don't trust you. Um, we're gonna have to have a conversation. Uh, I'm not used to this. Uh, and you see, he's kind of like, uh, uh, help, help. And he starts yelling help a little bit from downstairs. Um, and I'm like, shh, uh, no, 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 don't let the guards come back here. Shh, no, that's gonna like blow your whole operation. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, as he says that, one, uh, the, the guard from before, uh, who was upstairs, <laughs> rushes downstairs at yelling help. Uh, Two more guards uh, come in from the front door who are who look like they're part of the Pale Hope, um, <laughs> not 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 the city guard, and they 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 are like trying to bang on the front door to get in, but they can't come in yet because the door's locked. Um, and uh, they're like, hey hey hey, from outside the door, and you see the other guards like, what is going on? You're, I go to bed. Stop <laughs> stop. What is this? I heard noises. This is I I wanted. I, I thought I was trying to help. I. Uh, <laughs> I don't, this, uh, I, Walter, she is with the group who brought Lorenzo, and he's like, you sure? You sure? I, I, you didn't tell me there was going to be a drow here. I didn't know that, all right? You got to tell me these things. And he's like, I I don't tell, what, what do I, do I tell people things? Do I tell, Walter, when was the last time I told you? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And they're like arguing and stuff like that. Um, and the other guards outside are still banging on the door. Uh, that that guard there's a drow in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he opens the door. He's like, guys, it's fine. It's 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 the it's the dark elf that they brought. They came in with. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And Walter's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just um, we don't get a lot of your kind here. That's all. All right. It, yeah, it's fine. Um, Rail starts to like kind of just go internally and just really start getting closed off and cold and just mm. averts eye contact and looks at the ground. He's like, yeah, no, sure. I get it. Fine. Sure. Nice to meet you, uh, Walter. Yeah. Uh, you, you too. And um, the guards sort of go back to their positions. Rail, you go back to bed. You rest up. <laughs> what an eventful evening we had so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the next morning, uh, you folks wake up um, you know, there's some there's some commotion uh going on around the building. You can hear people moving things around and things like that. Um 
Uh, there's st- you can hear some some serious noise going on on the floor above you guys. Um, uh, it seems like uh, there's people moving things around a lot and stuff like that. Cat uh, comes down and uh, sort of greets you, and they say, uh, "Hello, uh, good morning, everyone. I, I hope." I hope you all rested well. Uh, and, and they're just sort of like announcing this to your floor. All of your doors are closed. And they're like, whenever you are ready to discuss uh, discuss the day's events, you can always uh, come 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 speak with us on the floor below. Uh, I will be down there. Okay. And just heads down there. Um, and what do you guys do? McGinty's going to check the hair on his door, uh, realize it's broken, panic, and then remember that <laughs> yeah. he yeah. ran out. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. God, okay. Phew. <laughs> I was going to tell you that. How, how early How early is it, Kevin? Uh, it's, it's uh, like, you know, it's about 8 a.m. our time, so. Yeah, yeah. so I think Anus is already, he's already up, and he's probably ready to go have his ablutions uh, sure. right early. Sure, sure. Um, uh, Frank will wake up also in a panic. Like, oh, the, the tea! <laughs> the kettle, and it's like, it's been oversteeped. It's ruined. So, did you not drink the tea? You said that Frank was gonna drink, so he just focused really intently on making it and then fell asleep? He, he fell asleep, he rolled, he rolled poorly, so he fell asleep with the rest of the tea. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he just you didn't get rolling, to... Listen, it happened. It, it was It was sleepy time when tea. You get to, <laughs> when you get to our age, you fall asleep in the most ridiculous places. You just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, and and uh, Rail, what about you? Yeah, opens the door, just super groggy. Did not get a good four hours of trancing. <laughs> just bags under her eyes. Yeah. You gotta get a good four blood hours. Blood all over her. Yeah, and just like really slumped over. Just like good morning. Her eyes barely open. <laughs> so rough. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, I feel like uh, it's the kind of where someone says good morning to Riel and she responds with a what's so good about it. Yeah, or just like not before my coffee. Riel, yeah, you look exactly. you look tired. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, yeah, so nobody likes to hear that. I, I forget. McGinty's gonna go down to the tavern uh, kitchen and start puttering around see if he can make some croissants. Sure. I usually get up early, but I guess I slept in from, from that battle. I was pretty tired. Anus, you walk into the bathroom, you start doing your ablutions, uh, or you, you're sort of standing by that, like, washing center and uh, and waiting maybe for... for uh, yeah, I think Anus is... He, he really, after having killed the gold forts, I think he, he's really scrubbing extra hard, like, trying to sure. get this off of him. Yeah, um, so yeah. he's he's cleansing himself as best he can. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you're doing that, Enos kind of walks in and silently starts washing himself the same way. Uh, doesn't say anything to you beyond just like a silent acknowledgement and intensely starts washing himself as well. Um, uh, uh, I guess, McGinty, you, you you head down to the tavern. When you get down there, um, you see that uh, there's actually a couple of, uh, 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 quite a few halflings running around. There's um, sort of, you can see a, a, young, uh, a younger female halfling um, behind the bar, sort of like setting things up and things like that. Uh, a, a younger male halfling is um, is is kind of just moving around sacks of uh, different like food and kind of doing some of the manual labor. And like a young uh, a young uh, female halfling is just kind of uh, washing some of the dishes that they're using in the prep. Mm. Um, 
you see a uh, you see an older an older halfling woman. Uh, or sorry, not an old, not an old half. You see, Walter uh, is is puttering around in the kitchen as well, and he kind of like, ah, oh, Hi, I told yeah, me about yeah. you. you uh, yeah, you're the baker, right? Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, I'd be happy to whip up some croissant uh, for everybody here, uh, free of charge. Ah, ah, so you think you can just walk into my kitchen and make whatever you want? I was just trying to help. Uh, I understand. I wouldn't want someone messing around in my kitchen, so I, I'll I'll ah. go away. But hey, 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 hey! I understand. I get it. You guys are friends of the the, 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 the you friends of Lorenzo. And you're friends of me. But just don't make a mess, okay? And he's sort uh, of like, kind of, he's like quietly and sternly showing you things without being too welcoming, but being like nicer than you would maybe mm. expect. Um, yeah, don't worry. The last thing I like to leave is a mess. Everything's gonna be just <laughs> like you found it. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. And um, sort of silently continues to kind of prepare things in his bars as you whip up some croissants for everyone. Should have taken the chef uh, feet. He's not going to give any <laughs> bonuses to anyone, but it'll taste no, good, no. I hope. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to think about what I would get you to roll. I, I guess because um, uh, I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have a cooking croissants people for people in the morning mini game. Um, uh, but this is probably going to be a medicine check. performance. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> a medicine check. Yeah, because it's uh, combining ingredients. Yeah, sure. Or you or survival. Survival, you could also argue, uh, uh, is like. Let me ask you food. this: what's what's what are you better at? I actually gave McGinty proficiency in medicine because I thought that was the closest thing to cook a cooking skill. Sure. Then 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 let's accept that to be true. Then all yeah, right. give me a medicine check. He kind of bangs around looking for the right pots and pans and all this stuff and. Uh, oh, uh, 18, so dirty 20. Dirty 20, Not sure. Bad. You bang out some seriously good-looking croissants. Wow, um, a lot of gluten. Walter, Walter's pretty impressed. He's like, oh, wow, well done, well done. Yeah. Um, and McGee's just going to wait to have a team conversation in the tavern while they eat breakfast. I'm also half asleep. I'm still going to sit on the floor and then start playing with the little halfling girl. Oh, cute. Sure. So, Rail uh, comes down the stairs, and, and you can see at first she looks like pretty afraid of you. Uh, <laughs> like, like all of the halflings that aren't Walter, and even the Walter a little bit. As you come down, they all kind of turn and are like, um, uh, and you still got this. Like, did you clean the blood off of you yet, or anything? Like, are, are you no, still? it's still there. I'm too asleep. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> uh, and and Walter's like, oh, um, uh, don't. Uh, don't be afraid of her. It's uh, it's okay. She's with you, right? And he looks at McGinty. Oh uh, yeah, Rail's uh, great. She's fine. Yeah. And then oh. um, I'll pull something out of my bag or whatever um, that I've picked up along the travels. Like I let's say it was a a really shiny wrapper, and it's just like, sure. look, look at what I have. This is this is for you. Which it's garbage oh, up here, but to me, I don't know better. Rail doesn't know yeah. better. It's that Werther's wrapper. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it was one of McGinty's <laughs> fantasy Werther's that he gave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You still yeah. have uh, that uh, corpse of an imp, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. Still on my hip. <laughs> oh my it's mummified oh now. God. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, Rail sits on the ground playing with this small child with a dead imp. This on is her, all very side. normal to Rail. I just want to point yeah. this out. Like this is yeah. not out of place in the Underdark. Yeah, and you see the the little the little girl sort of uh, is is sort of like poking the wrapper and kind of laughing a little bit um, uh, as, as she sort of like tries to help out around um, and, and things. Um, Anus, what about you? 
Um, so I think Anus wants to talk further with Enos, uh, and he mm-hmm. sort of, go, as as he's finishing up his ablutions, he he um he looks pretty intensely and is like um how 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 um how do you feel uh one might go about seeking um forgiveness from mother? Oh well. We're always seeking it, aren't we? Um, well, yes, but let's say that um, something happened and Mother wasn't so happy with you anymore um, and you needed to, you know, get a direct line. You don't, you don't have any any thoughts about how, how you might reach Mother. Well, um, uh, not exactly. The last time I saw Mother, she told me that I was to go off into the world and try to be a good boy um and then she locked the doors to the house and i never saw her again um i didn't understand she told me to to become my own man and then left me at the home that we had always stayed in um Uh, how long ago did she leave you um maybe six months ago something like that i don't quite remember and uh you see he sort of like is struggling to kind of like piece together a timeline. It it was longer for me. She didn't when when you knew her, she didn't um mention anything about a particularly bad boy who you might be on the lookout for. And uh you see you see Enos kind of looks at you and looks a little confused and says, um uh no, uh, the only bad boy I knew of was the one standing in here doing his ablutions and sort of uh, laughs a little and, like, indicates he means himself. Uh, yeah. I think Anus, um, I think he's going to try to intimidate Enos. Um, so sure. I think he might push push him up against uh, a wall <laughs> oh, and sort shit. of say, like, <laughs> If you are hiding anything about Mother, it's really important that I know it, okay? Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know anything, I, it's just, I'm scared and I'm afraid and I don't want to be a bad boy and I'm very, very sorry, I'm very, very sorry. And you see, he starts to cry, um, and like, loses composure a little bit and, uh, he's like really afraid, um, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone. I didn't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt you. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anus, um, yeah, Anus puts him down and, and, um, is, is, uh, emotional as well watching this and is just like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to either. I, I'm sorry. And he, he runs out to join okay. the group. Sure. Sure. You guys sort of gather downstairs, um, Cat, cat, uh, eventually descends the stairs. Um, Frank, what about you? What do you, what, what, what do you do? Uh, Frank's uh, gonna go up to the roof where he was last evening, I guess. Sure. Get some sure. fresh air, and uh, he's gonna hope to run into anybody important up there. While, while he's getting, <laughs> while he's like looking out at the ta- at the at that sunrise. Sure. Maybe sure. this is already I up. Mean... It's what eight o'clock. Maybe it's already up. <laughs> yeah, the sun's there. It's, I mean, it's winter. Looking, it's looking... still dark. Okay. Yeah, the, you're looking out at at the city of Elderock. Um, you know, it seems like some of the um, 
The tension that was rising in the night has settled a little, but now there's a lot of uncertainty in the air. Uh, it really feels like this place is... Uh, it, it, like, the city is in a bit of impending disarray. You can feel things feel really tense um, because news is starting to travel about the gold fort's death throughout like to the, the sort of the pedestrians and, and the civilians of the city people are are uh, you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of weird energy in the air Frank you're looking out um, and you see you see sort of like from where you're standing towards sort of like there's a there's a, a bunch of urban sort of buildings and things like that in front of you uh, with a with a big river kind of running through the center uh, and and um, you can see that the, the, the city's sort of separated into some certain districts, um, and you're kind of looking out uh, into, like, uh, the, the district that you guys are in looks to be a bit more lively, a bit more, um, uh, almost like an entertainment district of sorts, where there would be bars and different kind of uh, uh, events and things like that happening. Um, you can see in the distance the remnants of what would be the Goldforth's Keep and that huge tower where they had the Belladon and where you guys were captured. You can see that just off to your uh, to your left a little bit, a bit more north. Um, you can see that there is also like a much more, um, looks like a, a less well-kept area, uh, almost like a more lower class, more like clearly like with poorer resources right near right across the river from the, the Goldforth's area and the area that you guys are in. Uh, and then there's some city walls kind of surrounding that. Uh, and you do get the sense that there is more beyond this area. This is sort of the central part of the city. Every now and then, you know, you can see the clear, distinct shape of a giant kind of moving something around near the keep, trying to either fix, repair, take away, or do something. These big figures sort of moving in the distance. Um, and and there's some mountainous districts off, to, uh, off like, in the farther distance away. Um, and that's kind of what what you're looking at. Um, Al Alador uh, is sort of up there as uh, as well, um, and he he notices you and says, "Oh, hello. Uh, good morning. Morning, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why you call me that, but okay. Uh, I'll take it. Saw you do cool things. You're the coolest guy I know." <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. I was about to go down. Did you hear Lorenzo? His, his condition has improved. Oh, that must be uh, a good friend of Noose. He's a, he's a hell of a healer. Ah, yes, I'm glad to hear it. I don't know what I would do with myself if we were to lose lose my good friend. Um, well, seeing as we kind of helped you out there a bit, uh, how about you do me a little favor? Ah. Uh, would you like, my friend? See, I've been, uh, I've been looking for this group. They call themselves the Alubasmati. It's a, it's a cult of sorts, and, uh, I need something that they got. The Alubasmati, you said? That's right. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a race cult of sorts. A rice cult? Look, I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> But I know, I know they're out there. And whatever they got, I need it. <laughs> Sounds like he's a drug addict a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alador's like, do you need help? <laughs> no, I, I I need a real special spice, is all. I see. Um, well, uh, I will shake some trees and see what I can find out for you. How's that? Uh... Whatever you can do to help, it mean a lot. Sure, 
Sure. And as you guys are sort of descending the, the steps, maybe he's leading you back inside, and maybe, Frank, you're filling him in on the, the, the few pieces of information that you do have uh, about the Alupa's Mati. You're telling him maybe about the spice vendor in the city, about what the tattoo kind of looks like, just giving him some sort of recon information. For context, right? Frank does have, like, uh, a piece of, like, linen or cloth that he rolls up and keeps with him, and on it yeah. there's, like, pictures and notes and, like, little red strings attached to it that he just kind of carries with him. <laughs> Frank, has, Frank has a portable conspiracy board. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, Wait, so yeah, there's just red strings uh, dangling from one piece of parchment? Well, like, <laughs> everything everything is flexible, so that he can roll up uh, his, his. It's like a large, like almost like a bed sheet, right? Like, and is that what you're thinking? Like a, a large... bit smaller, like uh, like the size of a table, and it has sure. his notes and pictures, <laughs> uh, and, and he's woven the red string into spots. So gotcha, it, it, gotcha. Uh, Right, right, right. It's this weird portable conspiracy. Yes. Part. Okay, great. And Alador's kind of looking over this with him and then descends and descends the steps. As you guys get down the steps, um, you, you, you all, uh, you're, you're all sitting there. Cat, Cat comes down, um, and they say, um, well, uh, big night yesterday. A lot of things have happened and we really do need to figure out where we're going to go from here. Um, now, I understand that, and as as cats sort of starting to talk, uh, the doors sort of uh, uh, like, like the, the halflings are still setting up the bar and stuff like that, and the doors sort of swing open, and you see Jacob standing there, and uh, he's like, "Oh, uh, hey, hey, everybody! Uh, uh, sorry, I, I I got here as fast as I could. It was really tough to get out of the city uh, uh, with all, everything going on. Uh, I I I, I uh, um uh, um." And he's like looking around, and he's Jacob. like, "Jacob, uh, hello, hello, uh, Mr. Baghetti. Uh, I just wanted to let you know. Pull up a chair, have a croissant. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, thank you." And he like comes and like sort of is, feels awkward with all this hospitality and kindness. He's eating it, and he's like, "Um, Harriet told me to tell you that everything's okay at the shop. I told her what happened." About the okay, you um, can chew and then the you can talk after you chew and you swallow, son. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Uh, does anyone have any? Joke. Does anyone have any water? Or I just, uh, jeez, man. So anyway, slow down. Uh, uh, Harriet said that things are okay at the bakery, and she's yeah. she's gonna be able to handle it for right now. Okay, good. Uh, but um, but she misses you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um and uh and he looks at uh he looks at you, Rail, and he's like, and the halflings that uh, uh are also they're okay. But uh, um uh, p- 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 uh what is it? Pilo and Gani, Gani, uh, Gilo, Pani. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, Learn yeah. their names. Come on, take it. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Um, listen, and he, you can see he like he feels like he's in a rush. He's like, yeah, I know what's that I still going on, man. Well. Uh, I have, while, I have. While he's listening, Frank wants to lean in to see if the spice vendor uh, is doing fine as well. Like he's he's waiting to hear this news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, Jacob's not acknowledging Frank's like leaning in at all because he doesn't know what he wants, and he's like, "So, well, you see, Mister McGitty, I didn't I didn't get quite all the deliveries done yet because things have been a little bit backed up at at the shop. Yeah, so yeah. I I just I want to get back on my route quickly because I know how important it is. Right, right. You, that, you know, I don't pay overtime. It's it's all loo days. No. It's all loo flex time. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I understand that you have a pretty strict uh, strict time off. And I don't want this to be perceived as me like taking an extended lunch break or anything like that. So I'm no, just really I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't okay. do that, Jacob. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and he's like finishes the croissant and like quickly runs out to the thing and uh, is like comes back and he's like, "Did uh, does anybody need to go back to Willowhelm?" And uh, as he's saying that, uh, you guys hear uh, Lorenzo's voice from the top of the balcony. And he's like, 
Maybe not just yet, my friends. You can see he's sort of bandaged up and stuff like that, and he's kind of walking with a bit of a limp. There's some blood, uh, like still some blood on him. You see he was mostly cleaned up, but there's like some residual blood on his chest and like uh, a bit on his face that he doesn't, he couldn't quite catch. And he starts like um, uh, descending the stairs as well and sort of meets Cat halfway down the stairs and says, I believe together we have quite a bit of work to do today. And that's where we're going to end our session. Ooh la la. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Ooh. <laughs> uh, lots of weird-ass antics in this episode today. Um, uh, you guys are friggin' wild. Um... Uh, uh, folks, thank we, you. We like doing stuff. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in today um, and joining us on the second leg of our uh, intense adventure. Um, uh, if you want to talk about the show online or you want to follow us online, you can always do that at, at WWDITB. That, uh, we're also on Facebook and, uh, and, um, and on Reddit as What We Do in the Basement. You can find our subreddit at r slash what we do in the basement. Um, Special shout out, as uh, as always, to Liam Barry, who's come along and started composing music for our podcast. You can check out his incredible work at liamberry.ca. That's L-I-A-M-B-E-R-R-Y.ca. Uh, and once again, uh, I have been Kevin Rambaran, your DM, with Natasha Durand. Braille Nilo, and I'm going to take a little cue from McGinty's croissants and say au revoir, mes amis. Oh, uh, Jesse Bergen. Farewell, travelers. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in French. So <laughs> English. Au revoir, voyageur. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Same exact thing Natasha just said. Uh, Luke? Uh, Frank the Bloodpath, who retroactively wants to edit this episode with Lionel Richie's hello at many points uh tonight <laughs> <laughs> and uh thomas tolls thomas do you have a quote for us i i do this is from a polish poet named stanislaw lech uh and he said don't trust the heart it wants your blood <laughs> we'll see you next time in the basement Ooh. au revoir for a voyage I can't do it I can't do it